Hey there, welcome to the Astro Psyche. This is your weekly astrology forecast for October 9th through the 15th. So this week we are fully in eclipse season. We have a major eclipse that's happening this week in the sign of Libra. We also have some aspects that are involving Saturn, which I want to share with you as well. But we're really going to dig into what to expect and how to work with the eclipse energy of this week and uh, also thinking about the broader month as eclipse season as well. So lots of themes around change and transition. Uh, my name is Shauna McGrath. I'm a psychotherapist and astrologer, and I'm really excited to share the astrology of this week with you so that you can make the most out of it. So uh, let's first talk about this eclipse. What's going on here? So we have a new moon solar eclipse in the sign of Libra. A solar eclipse is always a new moon eclipse, and uh, this is because the nature of this is that the sun and the moon are coming together into what's called a conjunction. They're at the same point in the zodiac, and in this case, they're coming together at about 21 degrees of Libra, um, and so what's literally happening here to create the eclipse is that uh, the moon, from our perspective, is moving between the sun and the earth. And so with this particular eclipse, it's actually called an annular eclipse. And uh, the word annular is rooted in the Latin word for ring, um, because this particular eclipse uh, appears to... Um, to look as if there's a ring of fire, so to speak. So the the moon moves between um, our our perspective of the sun, and so then it uh, it blocks out the the center section of the sun essentially. And so um, so we have we can take this symbolically. Symbolically, we can look at how uh, with eclipses there is always this phenomenon of the light being very briefly, very temporarily uh, blocked for a period of time. And there is the the shadow or the darkness that comes forward to cover the light temporarily. And when we're talking about this psychologically, uh, we're talking about the the light being a symbol of clear seeing, of consciousness, of uh, having visibility, like really being able to see what's going on. And with an eclipse, it is the shadow of an object that's obscuring something. And I think this is so important because in psychology, we you may have heard this term of the shadow. So what does that even mean? Uh, the shadow in psychology is the contents of our psyche, either personally or collectively, that are the unknown, the rejected parts of us, the parts of ourselves that we've um, consciously or unconsciously pushed away for one reason or another, the parts of ourselves that we deem not us or unacceptable in some way. And the shadow can be parts that are socially unaccepted. Um, so for example, um, states around like shame or guilt or greed, those are often relegated to the shadow because we don't like those. Those are not seen as virtuous. Um, and there can also be themes in the shadow that get rejected, which are actually very um, 
generative and life-giving and very positive for our life. So this could look like a person who um, is like, uh, was told or conditioned in their family to not speak up or to not have a voice or um, to not be smart even. Um, so a person may have those themes in their shadow because it's like, oh, I'm not supposed to be that way. And then that gets projected onto other people. I, I digress. Um, the, the point that I want you to get here is that an eclipse always involves a an emergence of shadow material. And uh, shadow material, the unconscious, is often feared because it's kind of like... Um, the unconscious is kind of like a wild animal or being in the wilderness. You don't really know what you're going to get. And it can be a very positive experience. It can also be an experience that feels very unsettling sometimes as well, especially if we're uh, going into the wilderness or working with a wild animal where we're either untrained or we don't have support in that arena. And so, um, so eclipses are this time when there is this brief emergence of the unconscious, of the unknown, and this could look like for you um, this week, uh, this could look like becoming more aware of an unconscious pattern or an unconscious phenomenon within yourself. This could be um, you you seeing this in other people that are in your life. So maybe it's not something that comes up for you, but maybe you become more aware um, and uh, I'll also say when we're talking about this, the nature of the unconscious is that we don't know it. It, it is literally unconscious. And um, one of my professors in uh, in graduate school, I remember her saying, like, when you're in the unconscious, you don't know it because it is unconscious. It's kind of like uh, you don't really realize what has happened until you have some space and time and distance from it. And so I think this is really important because it may be that there is something that gets enacted and you don't realize what's happening until uh, until you have time and space away from that situation or that scenario. And that's when things become more clear. And that is exactly what we're seeing with this eclipse, where there is this uh, this shadowing, this obscuring, which is emergence of the unconscious. And then the light returns and we move forward and move on with our lives. And then there's that integration process. And so I think this is important to keep in mind because um, because it is such a psychological and transformative and possibly very helpful process this month, whenever we have eclipse season to um, understand more about our own interpersonal dynamics, about our relationships, about uh, where we're going in life, what we want in life. At a more practical level, the eclipse season is correlated to uh rapid change. It can sometimes feel like instability because there is a lot that is changing structurally in your life, um, especially if these eclipses are activating or landing in an angular house in your birth chart. So houses one, four, seven, or 10, uh, or, and so in this case with Libra, this is uh, for folks who have their rising sign in a cardinal sign. So um, Aries Libra or Cancer Capricorn. Um, 
or if you have personal planets that are um that are being activated by this eclipse. Uh, so, so this is really a month of change, of transition, of self-discovery. And like the emergence of unconscious material, it can maybe feel a bit unsettling when you're in it. And so I want you to like hang in there with me and know that um, the more that we can, um, the more that we can try to slow things down, uh, the more that we can question our experience and like, oh, like what's going on here uh, and identify even our experience. Like I'm feeling X, Y, and Z. And, um, you know, when did I start feeling that? How did I start feeling that? What's the dynamics here? And um, all of this is not to like stop us from having that, that challenging experience, but it's to, um, get into the experience so that we can digest it and transform it. And then there's change that goes forward. Um, so these are some of my thoughts around uh, this eclipse. So uh, this is also a new moon eclipse, right? Because solar and new moon always together. Uh, later this month, we will have a, a partial lunar full moon eclipse, on the 28th of October, uh, and that'll be in Taurus. I realize I don't know if I gave you the date of this week's of this week's new moon solar eclipse. So this is happening Saturday, October 14th. It's exact at 10:55 a.m. Pacific time. And uh, this eclipse will actually be visible through like the eastern western um, part of North America, uh, through much of um Central America, and then through the northern part of South America. Uh, the, the other thing I was thinking about this too, is that with this particular eclipse, with it being that that ring of, for, of fire, if you're in a region where you can view the eclipse, that is possible at this point in time. Um, eclipses are not always visible. And uh, there is also a need if you want to view the eclipse to make sure that you're um, not looking at the sun directly, uh, that you have some sort of eye safety situation to, to be able to view it. And I think that's also interesting that we can symbolize that as well, is that uh, the nature of a solar eclipse is that we, we want to protect our eyes, protect our sight, and that we don't want to look at it directly. And so this is another theme where we're kind of like trying, we're like skirting around to figure out what's happening. We're not, um, can actually be harmful to your ability to see clearly if you look at something directly for too long. Uh, so, so like, yeah, lots of themes here around awareness and insight and um, turning your focus towards the unknown, the unseen, the unsaid, which is the unconscious. Uh, now, also with this eclipse is that, uh, so it's at 21 degrees of Libra. Mercury is here in Libra, pretty close at about 17 degrees. And this eclipse is also squaring Pluto. So Pluto's at about 27 degrees of Capricorn. And so... This to me adds to the ability to intellectually understand 
maybe what's happening here because Pluto is about, um, Pluto is also a symbol of the unconscious and our ability to um, understand something very deeply, especially very challenging situations, situations that involve uh, crisis or traumatic experiences where something is too much too fast and we can't integrate it. Pluto can help us come in and um, process and digest a challenging situation. And with Mercury being in this mix, uh, there's this element of uh, figuring out, of thinking about things very deeply. If this is, uh, you know, construed a challenging, it could turn into like ruminative um, kind of thoughts where you get in a in a loop pattern. So I would, you know, watch out for if that maybe happens, especially if that's something that you're already prone to. Uh, and yes, and uh, Mercury is also a symbol of intuition and divination and symbolic thinking, symbolic connection with the unseen world. And so this is also uh, assisting us to understand what's going on through working with symbol, whether that is through uh, looking at things symbolically, looking at your life and synchronistically. Uh, symbolically through the external environment, uh, through working with astrology or tarot or other uh, oracles that that speak to you. Now, also this week, we have Venus in Virgo. Venus is like fresh in Virgo uh, after being in Leo for quite some time. Venus has been in Leo since about June this year. Uh, because of the retrograde. So there was like this strong emphasis of relationships in um, in the Leo arena, which is about um, self-expression, feeling loved, feeling valued, um, and even like money and finances around feeling uh, like Leo is really about feeling appreciated and feeling adored and feeling like there is this sense of reciprocal generosity. And so those were maybe some of the themes that came up uh, over summer with Venus in that sign. So now Venus is changing gears in Virgo. Um, I know that we talked about that a bit last week. And uh, this week, Venus is going to exactly oppose Saturn. And so uh, Venus-Saturn has this sort of um, like concentrated, direct, and like no-nonsense kind of feeling when it comes to relationships or finances or anything involving beauty. Um, for those who are in a field that involves Venus themes, so like beauty, design, aesthetics, even counseling, uh, this may tap into you more because it's related to the work that you do. And so with Saturn opposite here, it's... Um, there's two different uh, sort of themes that I'm really feeling into with this is that Saturn wants us to look at what is sustainable, what is dependable, and where do we want to commit to things. And so this can be a an opportunity to deepen further into existing commitments. Often there's a sacrifice here as well, but it can be where there's already something that's established Saturn and you want to further solidify it Saturn. 
Uh, it can also be, especially because it's an opposition, there can kind of be like a feeling of like testing or um, maybe, especially because we're talking about eclipses and, and awareness, it may be where you realize where something is not sustainable or it doesn't have a strong foundation. And uh, especially in relationships, money, and and um, even Venus is also connected to sexuality and sensuality and, and how we feel attractive, what we're attracted to. So there's something here around getting more clear on what it is that you want and that there may be kind of like a, um, a reality check with, with these things with Saturn here. And um, I emphasize that because I think that when we talk about Saturn, there can kind of be a, a negative slant or like a, a fear even of Saturn. And I don't think that it needs to be this way now. Yes, of course, Venus in Virgo is said to be in its fall, um, which is a term that basically means that uh, this is not traditionally not a favorable sign placement for Venus. Uh, so like, sure, yes, there's a bit more challenge with um, with the natural Venus themes around uh, like connection and play and sensuality. And Venus and Virgo is very resilient. And there's a lot of healing potential and potential for bonding in a way that is solid, that is purposeful, that is intentional when it comes to Venus. And so, so like, sure, yes, Venus in Virgo, you know, I, I think that if you Google that, that might be a sign. Uh, uh, you might see interpretations that are less than favorable. And I think that we need to take that into account that sure, there's a bit of a challenge here maybe with Venus in Virgo, Venus opposite Saturn. Uh, and I think the more that we can do to um, look at where we want to commit to something, where we want to uh, channel our effort, that this is really a time for, for becoming very clear on that. And there's sort of this sense of clarity around that. And I think that's throughout the course of this month, um, because of the eclipses, it's going to become more and more clear. And it might be like, oh, like, okay, now I know what I need to do and what I want to do. Now, uh, the other piece of this uh, Saturn story this month is that Mars will make a trine to Saturn. And I really like this. This is a very, uh, this is a very favorable aspect, even though it's Mars and Saturn. Uh, but Mars is really strong in Scorpio. Mars rules the sign of Scorpio. So there's a lot of uh, potential for momentum and enthusiasm and moving forward, especially when, um, so Mars is also freshly in Scorpio. We talked about this last week. Um, both Venus and Mercury and then even Mars have recently changed signs. So Mars is uh, about zero to one degrees of Scorpio through this week. And Saturn is at zero degrees of Pisces. So Scorpio and Pisces, both water signs. So that makes a trine. Uh, they have things in common. There's a flow of energy here. And so um, Mars is about taking action, moving forward, being bold. Uh, 
it's about confronting something versus like procrastinating or wanting to kind of be like, oh, I'll deal with that later. Mars is like, no, I'm dealing with it now. And then Saturn is the, um, the staying power with that. Saturn is like, okay, I have the, the stamina. I have the commitment level. I have the, um, I have the desire to make this purposeful. And so I think it's very interesting that we have uh, Venus in more of a practical purpose-driven sign aspecting Saturn and then Mars also, which is very uh, action-oriented, contacting Saturn in a helpful way. And so I think that this week, yeah, it might feel like there's a lot going on and there's a lot of change, but there's also this support around taking action. And um, I would say, you know, there's a lot in flux this whole entire month. Um, and the more that you can take action in the areas where you are clear, where it does feel like, yes, this is what I want to do, that's going to feel more settling for you. That's going to... Um, it's going to build some confidence because Mars Saturn is really about building confidence. Okay. So let's, let's pull some tarot cards for you to, to land this home. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, so I'm pulling three cards as always. Uh, if you have, a particular topic or something that's on your mind, uh, hold that in your heart. And as you're holding it in your heart, imagine that scenario surrounded with light and ease. And it's just like, you're just totally relaxed and feeling into this. So first card is the five of pentacles. And in this card, there's, there's a figure who, um, so the five of pentacles, there's usually like this um, people outside, uh, like a, uh, what looks like a church or um, a dwelling with like a stained glass kind of thing. And here the figure is outside. There's a stained glass kind of um, diamond shape above them. And they're like kind of like poking what looks like a bird. Um, they might be petting it. I'm not sure, but it looks like they're kind of poking the bird. And it looks like this exotic parrot. Uh, so the five of, and I pulled this reversed. So the five of pentacles is around um, feelings of feeling left, feeling abandoned, feeling like lack of resources. At a literal level, this is financial resources, 
uh, and at a psychological or spiritual level, this is your inner resources, your ability to move through a challenging situation. Now, I actually really love when I pull this card reversed because it tells me that that a period where you felt like it was really difficult, where you were kind of like, um, the feeling of this card is kind of like you're on your own and it's really hard and no one has your back. That's kind of the feeling to it. And um, it's associated with feeling like in survival mode and where you're just like trying to you know, one foot in front of the other, one day in front of the other. And when I pull this reversed, it tells me that there is, um, that that period is resolving itself, that there is a return of the resources. And also it's a reminder that, that there is a part of you deep inside that no one can take away from you that that the experiences that you've had the the things that have furthered your own personal growth and development and your your essence and uh whatever that is for you that unique part of you that makes up you that is the piece that no one can take away from you and that makes you strong and that that makes you well resourced um even in spite of all of the challenges and so there's there's a thing here around um around knowing that you are strong and knowing that that you can get through this difficult period and that the difficult period is changing whatever that is um and that you will have the resources that you need at your disposal uh, I think it's so interesting that the the parrot is like really drawing my attention here. And it's like this, uh, it's like this exotic bird that you would see in a rain. It almost looks like a macaw or something, something that you would see in the rainforest, um, very colorful. And um, I think it's interesting that the figure is kind of like tentatively going towards it. And so this is telling me that there's, there's something beautiful and bright and expressive that that you're coming towards and so we may go back to that card um the second card is the empress and so the empress is about creativity fertility uh it's about embodying the energy of creative life energy and it's so interesting because the five of pentacles feels like uh such a dramatic uh like it feels like the almost the polar opposite of the empress because the empress like even in this um card this figure is just chilling they have their feet up on the table they have their star crown and they're just like reveling in the the luxury of their life there's kind of this luxury kind of vibe to the empress but it's it's less about having material things and it's more of this um this mindset that that being is enough that there is something really beautiful about growing new life and creativity whether that is a literal life um a human life that's being created or something that's being created inside of you and that we don't always have to be 
uh, productive, to be valid and useful. And that sometimes there's things that are happening on the inside that aren't always readily apparent. And I'm really thinking about the eclipses when we're talking about this. Okay, and then the third card is the sun card. Uh, so this card is about healing, uh, confidence, joy, um, having a positive mindset. And all of these together, it's like there's something here around there. There was like this challenge. There was a challenge where you felt like you didn't have the resources that you needed. And now um, a part of this is kind of like allowing that that being energy versus doing energy that's really emphasized. And then that leads to this, this healing process. Like I feel like the sun here is um, whereas like the five of pentacles, there's kind of this harshness to that scenario, even in the original, uh, the original imagery of the Smithwaite deck, it's snowing in the five of pentacles, it's cold, it's like very, um, there's this harshness of the elements. And again, that can be literal when we're talking about this, or it can be psychological, more of like a feeling, more of a feeling of harshness or coldness or like really having to like plod through things. And then uh, there's this experience of like ease and allowing for new growth and new life. And maybe that is, maybe that's happened through maybe new growth and new life and personal development even happened through um through the process of a challenging experience. And then there's a return of the sun. There's this uh, light and beautiful energy. I think it's so funny that we got the sun when we have a solar eclipse this week. So very cool. Uh, as always, I love hearing how you're doing and how this is landing for you, uh, how your week is going. I hope that this was helpful. Um, if you are listening to this via a podcast, I would love it if you could leave a review or a rating, however that works on whichever platform you're on, because that helps uh, this to become more searchable, available to other people who are watching it. So um, thanks for doing that. And I'm sending you lots of love, wishing you an amazing week, and I will talk to you soon. Bye.